This letter that we're going to do over the next many days explores a huge concept that has not been really explored in Tanya so far. And this was a letter that Rabbi Schneir Zalman wrote a few days before he passed away. He passed away on the road, running away from Napoleon in a random small town called Piena. It was a little dorf um, townlet. And then he was buried in a city called Hadich. Now, just before he goes to a different world, he understands something in a way that he never understood before, and he articulates it. What does he understand now? Remember, Rabbi Schneir Zalman is the founder of Chabad Hasidic movement. He's the author of Tanya. He's the author of a Shulchan Aruch, of a Code of Jewish Law. He's an author of a Sidur. He's a transformative figure, and he was a huge Kabbalist and a huge intellectual. But he understands something just before his passing that he articulates in this letter in a way that he never articulates before, and that is what? That this world is all about action. About physical action, about living in a physical world and doing mitzvahs with a physical. Now, in the first section of Tanya in chapter 35, etc., we spoke about how Hashem desired to have a home in the lower worlds, in this physical world, and therefore we do mitzvahs in this physical world. But based on that, you would have thought that, yes, we have to do mitzvahs with physical things. We shake a lulav, which is a physical branch, and we eat matzah, which is physical um, cracker. But ultimately, if you have to compare such mitzvahs to mitzvahs which are more loftier, for example, love of Hashem, meditation, then love and meditation are much more powerful. Why? Because ultimately they're more spiritual in their makeup. So if you have to compare one mitzvah to another, which mitzvah is greater? In a a mitzvah of the mind or their emotion or a mitzvah of action, most people would say and still say, what do you mean? It's a mitzvah of the mind. You're studying Torah. Yeah, a mitzvah is important. A mitzvah of action is important. But ultimately, Torah is when you're, you're growing your mind. Love and connection and all these emotions, they're more powerful. Comes Rabbi Shneir Zalman just before his passing. He says, whoa, 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 whoa. I have to share with you this epiphany, this deep, deep Kabbalistic concept that, that we will explore over the next nine days. And what are we going to explore? That it all boils down to physical. That in the physical, God is found more than in spiritual. Not just as much or less, but that in the physical, on the couch I'm sitting while I'm recording this, and in the lulav I'm about to shake in a few days, and in the food I'm about to eat, there is more of Hashem's spiritual of essence, not even spirituality, Hashem's essence, than in a spiritual object. Now that's a mind-blowing revolutionary idea. And that's why this, this letter is so fundamental to understand Rav Schneir Zalman's worldview, and it also explains how an intellectual movement such as Chabad became so obsessed with action. Go put on tefillin, you know, get people to light Shabbos candles. If you've been with us on Tanya, and we've already covered, I don't know, three quarters of the Tanya together, if not more, you'll see it's a very intellectual, Kabbalistic ideology. So how did Chabadniks turn into people running around, getting people to do mitzvahs, put up mezuzahs on their doors? I mean, seriously, study with them Jewish mysticism, which we also do. But why is it boiled down to action? This letter sits at the heart of it. And in order to explore this, we'll start a bit today. He says like this. There is an expression in Eitz Chaim, which is the student of the Arizal, Rab Chaim Vital, who teaches us that Hashem and all the lights that come out with him, from him, are one. In other words, 
it's not as if a light that comes out of Hashem is now separate of Hashem. He is one. Not only the light, but even the vessels that contain it. We've explored earlier that each light has the light shining and then something, a vessel, to contain it. Now the vessel, the way we understood till now, is, is outside the light. It's something else. And it's limiting the light. Uh, you know, a, a cup, which is a vessel for water, limits how much water you could put into it. But Rab Chaim Vital teaches us it's one. That Hashem is one both with the light and with the vessel. And the, really we have to understand this. How is that possible? Because the vessel is limiting. So how can we say that l- gvul, limiting, is part of godliness? God is infinite. Now, this brings to mind something we've explored earlier. The, the statement from the great Kabbalist Avayda Sakaydash who says that if you say God's only infinite and not finite, then that is a limit. Because the fact that he can only manifest in infinity and not in finite means that he's limited in the fact that he cannot be finite. But if God's a perfect energy, if God is absolute perfection, you cannot limit him in any way. So you cannot say he's infinite and you cannot say he's finite. He's everything. So literally, Hashem is within the power of infinite and he's within the power of light. And vessel. He's in every single thing. And yes, it's hard for us to grasp a lot of this energy, like most of us, and even when Hashem dilutes the light a lot, it's still very hard for us to process it. But nevertheless, we we truly believe that everything, both finite and infinite, comes from Hashem.